Oh, is it going? I didn't see the countdown. Okay, here we go. Shopamaniacs, it's me, Davy Claus Rupert, and with me is Chris in the Booth Choir. Ho, ho, ho. Jingle Santa. Bell. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. That's good voice acting. Why aren't people hiring us for voice acting? That's just a, oh, man. So many questions these days. How are you doing, Chris? Last show of the year, we did it, another loop. Finish the old twelfth yes, loop, huh? We're almost up to episode six hundred. Maybe this, we should cut this up into four episodes. And just it's kind of good timing. <laughs> oh yeah, get it all, get us all the way there. Yeah, yeah maybe. There. Yeah. Uh, no, but I think it's good because I think there'll be a little more energy in in January to do something interesting with it. Should we choose to? There's also a very decent chance it's just a regular ass episode, like every other one. Yeah, I mean, I think. Uh, yeah, I think uh, we only did one big blowout one, I feel like, once or twice or something. But I don't know, mm-hmm. 600, coming up on 600, that's very cool. Still having fun. That's, uh, I think, the uh, big thing. We wouldn't do this if it was hard or uh, yeah. not fun. So there you go. Yeah. What do you uh, What do you want for, for, for the holidays, for Christmas? You know what I want? This is me... Um, I want replacements for all the crap I have. Like I have a phone case and it's like busted. You know what I mean? Like like it's peeling oh. and you know the silicon's peeling off and stuff like that. I want I want a replacement with that. I need a new iPad cover because I uh, I okay. I'll admit it. I, sometimes I take the iPad in the shower and watch YouTube's. <laughs> what is it waterproof? Oh yeah, totally. And, but the case is less less waterproof. <laughs> the, the like holy shit. case, but um. Oh my God, Dave! This is speak. This is tell, says a lot this, about this you. This says a lot. No, it's no wonder you're wound up. You can't even turn off for eight minutes to shower. Thirty-two. Oh Let's get on. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh it's a weird thing. It just like started. It was just like I'm not done watching videos, but I do have like to shower by this time. Yeah. So no, like I'm it. just gonna multitask. Yeah. But anyway, it's uh that anyway, that's something. But uh but it's basically just like, you know, the case wears out like on the edges, you know, the little magnet folio case, you know, and then yeah. Um and then the other thing I, I really want are like subscriptions because I cut off all my subscriptions. I think I talked about that on the show. Like, I know. I, including YouTube, right? Which I would I, just, like, I, I can't see it. I think that would be the last one to drop for me because I think those ads are insufferable. It is friggin' bad. <laughs> it is YouTube with ads is horrible. It's it's a dumpster. It's like not as dumpster as like Twitter, which is like literal like just not even dollar stores giving it too much credit. It's just like full, just like crap aisle of a Spencer's gifts or something. You know, that's like what's going on with Twitter. Mm. YouTube is like the, the, like somebody who has a job version of that. It's like, you need new gutters. Come on down to gutter surplus. You know, (laughs) there's not even a voice actor. It's just like, like text on a screen with some uh, royalty-free music in the background it is just atrocious. But anyway, I almost lo- prefer local ones. Yeah, once in a while, like like on I had YouTube TV for a minute. Tried the mm-hmm. trial during mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. football season. It's kind of cool. And then once in a while, like a local ad would come on. Yeah, like, and you're like, oh, how'd you all get that sorted out? That's cool. I only get one local, one really local ad, and it's for a new like Brazilian, you know, barbecue, like where they come to your you raise a flag and they cut cut it off oh you know? my god i want to go there right now that's my favorite uh i i know that because we fogo we de chow once, baby. yeah we went to a fogo de chow once but it's it's off-brand fogo de chow so, so. <laughs> yeah they need but advertising anyway, okay uh but anyway it's uh i get that one a lot but a lot of it's weird it's like i think i have this weird because i watch like video game content you know and um mm-hmm. like, i watch gamer stuff so it's like do you need a kitchen knife that looks like an axe, bro? Yeah, you know, it's just like, oh man, I'm not like that masculine. I wish I could <laughs> identify. <laughs> it goes straight into like, you know, 
Jordan Peterson, Prager, you, all that stuff, you know, and I'm just like, no, 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 not me, not me, not me. So it's, but it's just, I don't know, man. You think, ads, yeah, you'd think Google would real have you pinned a little better. I mean, you are just logged in all the time. You know, we have our emails in there, just 24 seven surveillance. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah. it's, it's time to dial that in a little better. If you're going to have the data, yeah, Let's you use don't it, know yeah. my iPad cover's broken. Just send me ads for an iPad cover. Like, that's, <laughs> that's what I want. So what I really want, I cut subscriptions. We're on ad-supported uh, Disney now, too, which is weird because you're like... Is it free or is it cheap? It's $9 so a month okay. and with Hulu, and so, um, which is good for me. Um, so do, if you do have to open the Hulu app to watch Disney, then no, weirdly, uh, Hulu doesn't like me anymore. <laughs> I have to use, they have, I get the Hulu app inside Disney, the Disney app. So it's, it's the weird. other way around. It's the other way around. Yeah. So I like, there's now a Hulu icon inside Disney and I, anyway, that wasn't how it was before, but that's how it is now. But ad supported, just kind of doing that. But, but I really want like subscriptions, like like to Crunchyroll or to feed my Gundam habit or to, yeah. um, uh, Dropout TV, the like college humor spinoff uh, paid service, oh. which is really funny. It's really good. But I just didn't, you know, it's six dollars a month. That's not much. Uh, but it's like I don't want to steal from my you spun those down this year yeah i spun it down but i I like it so i'm asking for it for christmas if that makes sense like it's just this little sleight of hand on money but it's like that's a gift to me i don't you know i don't i want to use it without like the guilt of like well i'm not whatever getting (laughs) my family does not have 82 dollars so uh because I like to watch goofs on the internet that night, you know, uh, or in the shower. So. I do like the sentiment <laughs> of that, that it, it, it should feel like a gift, not like, I don't know, like an addiction. Like, yeah. Just, an entitlement, I, right? right? It's not an entitlement. It's like, no, this is a gift. It, it, it Somebody was like, hey, he likes that. He can use that guilt-free, you know? I, I, that's what I like about it. So well, part of what I was thinking about the YouTube, it's not the, it's not even the content for me. Like, I don't care what the ad is. Like I'm, I'm pretty much going to tune it out mm-hmm. anyway, but it's they're they're pre-roll almost all the time. Right. So if I click video, then add, like, I know it, like it's training my brain to, to not want to click the video. Mm-hmm. Cause I just, I know immediately what I'm in for. No, it is. It's, it's, I, just uh, don't, I don't like that. And it's every one too. You're not like, Oh, whatever. I don't like this video next. You know, I was trying to find a, <laughs> I, this was unbelievable to me, but I sometimes in the, in the morning when I take my kid to school, I'm like, it is a, it's a, it's news time in the morning. You know, yeah, sometimes I'll be like, you can DJ, but so, sometimes I'm like, you need to like, listen to adults speak at each other a little bit sometimes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we're gonna do that it's not all the time but in my case it's a it's podcasts you know i'm a podcast guy obviously i was listening to it was probably like a pop culture happy hour or something you know that one on npr and it was about wish um disney wish new movie you know whatever and they were talking about it and i didn't really realize but she was like kind of into it because she was like they're talking about a movie that i saw so I'm like connecting experiences in her pretty young head. And then she, she gets out of school and I pick her up and she's like, can we listen to the Wish show? And I was like, yeah. oh, honey, it's not like a show. I mean, I guess it's a show about Wish, <laughs> but it's not like they just talk about Wish forever, you know, one episode of it. And I was like, ooh, my my podcast actually like has deleted that already because we listened to it. Right. But I was like, no, well, let's listen to something else and, you know, go to YouTube and uh, and just type in Wish reviews or whatever. And you get like 50, you know, like Cinema Judge. And it's got like <laughs> yeah. 13 views or whatever. And it's just some guy like, I don't know if this is worthy of 100 years of Disney, you know. Yeah. This is woke Disney's. So. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, that's what we're going to do. It's only 12 minutes home. You're going to listen to this. But then I couldn't even deal with it. But I wasn't logged into YouTube. So every time I switched videos, it was like, you know, what, you ads. Need a, need a kitchen knife that looks like an axe, bro? <laughs> no. Oh, well, I kind of do. But if you have a kitchen knife that looks like an axe, I'm very happy for you. That is a very cool gift. It was not. Where's the, is the blade, the head of the axe still? Isn't it just an axe if the blade is the head of the axe? It, it's like a 
it's like a Ginsu knife with, with, with a hatchet on the end. It's so It was just, it was, I don't know. The guy doing it, you know, is clearly has, uh, some, some steroids. Like, like when he like does not have a neck, you know, like shoulders go up to his earlobes, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, okay. All right. Let's mm-hmm. go. You okay. See who you appeal to. Well, it's the end of the year, Dave, I guess. Um, yeah. Uh, what happened this year? I mean, I don't know. That's a little too vague. But here's one from Simi DeClerc. Rather than get too vague about it, he's was wondering what's happening with uh, blockchain and Web three, <laughs> which is funny because it's isn't it? Doesn't it feel super far off the radar now? When's the last time you heard a read a Web three anything joke article about you know October or November 2022 when the tanked <laughs> so yeah <laughs> yeah just unbelievable it felt like it was felt surreal when it was happening because i'm like okay okay i i get that there's technology it's the spread you know the immutable spreadsheet in the sky or whatever we like to joke about it and that okay i get it because it's immutable it does have some interesting capabilities like i'll give you one little conceit oh and then it was like then you step back and be like okay show me one thing that makes the web better because of that concept. And it was like, it, it just couldn't be done. There was never a demo. I never saw a single demo that was like, oh yeah, this is worthy of web three. Not even a single demo, let alone worthy of replacing the entire internet. And I just felt like, am I crazy? Am I not seeing something? Am I too old? Do only the youngs see it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then it turns out, no, the olds were right on this one. It was absolutely useless. It was absolutely blowing smoke garbage. I can't imagine the millions slash billions of dollars VC probably threw at it just in a fury of insanity. And now it's just gone. It's gone. I mean, it's up. I guess we should be like fully like, like it's, it's crashing like today, basically. Uh, or well, no, are you talking about cryptocurrencies generally? Like those are crypto still around. Crypto in general. Yeah. But I think web three took the idea of like, because blockchain is a thing and crypto is a thing that that somehow translates to the internet too yeah. and websites. That's what I mean is dead. Cryptocurrency will drag on forever. Yeah, I think there's too much money invested in it. But and also, you can fund like North Korea and Russia's war machine. So that's cool. Um, that that's a cool thing that you can do with it. Yeah, I mean, I think the idea that you would log in to a website with your e wallet is gone. You know, and, and I that to me is like, I think that surface area is. I think one thing that made it cool was you could click a link and like transfer money to people. The thing that killed it, I think, is you could click a link and send money to people or assets or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know? um, I, I think like... The very ex- thing that made it cool was also just too dangerous. And- yeah, just way too exploitable. You know, I mean, uh, like... Oh. And, and weirdly, the technology was against itself because you'd have this wallet, right? Like this wallet and then you have a password for it, right? And that's how you keep your money and your tokens and your and your non-fungible tokens all safe. Well, the whole like premise of crypto is like we're spinning up GPUs to like crack passwords on you know to validate the chain, you know, and like to validate the block. You're basically like guessing random number generating guesses to like crack this block or validate this block. And like that's the thing that's keeping your money safe too. So it's this weird like the the thing that makes it work is also the thing that makes it insecure to me. That's that's my perspective. Yeah. But um, yeah, just I think that idea that you like log in and exchange assets and everything's ownable. That 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 part really creeped me out. That everything's ownable. Like I could go into CSS Tricks and own the article, or I could own a pen. You know, I, I mean. I'm sure that was very enticing at a time. It was just that was know. the NFT concept r- r- wrapped up into it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you'd have to design it that way on purpose, but people did, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a place on the internet where you can whatever buy URLs or whatever of something. I mean, but I, I think that just like you know went away. I mean, I don't know. Well, because it, it didn't have any obvious utility other than like this is like if everyone collectively mentally buys into this as a marketplace, then it will 
be meaningful in some way. And you can make the argument that money is the same way. We all just agree that money is valuable and that's why it's valuable. So it, could it be done again? Sure. Did it happen this time? No. You know, but, th but then there was, you know, the, there is real world practical stuff. Like, is there a thing, again, the demo that would make this all great? Like, I, I don't know, concert tickets floated around at one point and that you could be the provable owner of a ticket to an event. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the blockchain technology is, is okay for that. Or maybe great for that. I don't know. You know, that it's, it has this provable ch chain of stuff. But where is it then? You know, right. if it is actually great, especially in under capitalism, you know, where good ideas are supposed to surface like that, the fact that it just didn't means that there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just couldn't, couldn't sustain. And I think, you know, it had all the hype in the world and that kind of just goes to show like it can have all the hype in the world and still not take off, you know, um, or become commonplace. So and we're not going to learn the hype, the hype cycle thing. I think it's just human nature that that has we to happen. We are so susceptible to it, aren't we? We're just we are. And the, and the problem is we, we're learning the wrong we get the wrong lesson because then AI came along and I think it came so closely off the heels of blockchain that people were actually maybe a little extra skeptical at first, but AI is turning out to be like actually kind of useful and like has practical applications. Well, yeah, I wonder if the open AI uh, chat GPT-3 demo killed blockchain. I wonder. I, I mean... Right. That everybody's, their head, like, our like heads collectively burned. Head, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just literally like squirrel, you know, like yeah. just full switch uh, into that. And I mean, uh, way more applications. I mean, you know, I, I think like if we want to define this year, it's, it's the year of AI probably, you know, if we want to give it a, a term uh, that Chris ends. This is a great episode title, the year of AI. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think even down to me, I'm using copilot every day. Very different. Like, you know, I, I'm sometimes I'm fighting it cause it's just inserts. Extra to me, brackets, that one is but, just so it's way at the top. Like just as it's insane. It's so good. Oh my God. Even yeah. if you know, sure it's, it's, it's fun for us to poke out little dumb things that it does or something. And of course there will be, but we're not even a year into it really. Like, do you yeah. think that has an impact on what we're doing? Hell yeah, it does. Please stop writing code comments for me though. Oh my God, that's annoying. You know, yeah, or like yeah. I'm in the middle of some markdown and it's like, I know what you want to say next. You know? Ugh, it, it, yeah. but that's just little fun, funny things to poke at. And it's easy enough to just flip it off really quick. I, you know, I was using the, um, not a sponsor, wish they were, how much hey, money you got? Loom, up. you know, Loom, no, little, they, it's like a browser like extension. $1.6 billion or something. Didn't they get oh my God, acquired? are they that big now? They got acquired. Um, oh, well, good for you, Loom. I, I was always like, whatever, there are these little like easy to record videos where you put your face in the corner. I'm like, dude, whatever, there's a hundred apps that, that did this. But it came up at work the other day. Do you want to try it out again? I'm like, oh, sure, let's try it out. You know, whatever. I, I like it when other people have like, let's do stuff ideas. I'm like, I will join your train. Hell yeah. And I was just used it the other day. And I was like, this is good as heck. Mm -hmm. Dave, here's what it did. One thing, it just titled, I was done recording the video, and it just titled it. It listened to everything I did and was doing and made a perfect title for the video. I don't even remember what it was, but I was like, did I write that? I don't remember writing that, but uh, you freaking nailed it. So, wow. And then it, it made, you know how like this show has jump to chapters? It's like, yeah, 16 minutes and 13 seconds, Dave started talking about AI. It's That's just like the second you're done recording, there's a little chapter thing like that of your video of, of moments that some AI presumably has decided were important little jump points Critical in the video. Moments. Wow. And there's not, you don't, I didn't have to ask it to do that. It's just did it. You know, I'm sure you can edit it and stuff, but I'm like, we are one year after OpenAI launched, OpenAI did their stuff. And now there's, you know, there's models galore. Some are open source. Every tech company in the world's working on their own. They're fighting over it. There's big announcements. It's like, yeah, you're of, you're of AI, I'll say so. But when you see stuff like that, you're like, I don't think anybody can disagree that that's like actually pretty darn cool and useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, Whisper AI, isn't that the big transcription one? Um you know, we, we, I would like upload things into Slack and then like 
get a transcript automatically for a video. And I was like, whoa. And I made a little tool to like, you know, blog post to like spit that out as like a VTT file, you know, just to put on like, so I could wire up my own HTML video with the track. I, you know, something right. Closed right. captioning. Kind of cool, man. I mean, like I, I'm getting stuff for free like that I didn't ask for. I didn't ask for transcriptions on my Slack videos, but I'm glad they exist, you know? So, you know, I think that does, it does bring out huge ethical and, or or even just human questions about like how this changes the workforce, changes work. And I saw this chart from the Financial Times the other day about like, you know, do you hire like a junior developer? And it's like literally the line is like when, uh, like, like, uh, Copilot came out or something. It's like, boom, like, like the, the need for hiring a junior developer just goes down. So, um, anyway, that, it was just kind of like this idea, like that's frightening. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. So anyway, it, I'll, I'll try to find the image to like get it to actually make it like kind of a, I didn't know that somebody, somebody's has kind of proven that. I mean, couldn't, isn't that correlation is not causation in a way? Like what, 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 couldn't it have been something else too? Like the down economy. Could have been the market. Could have been, yeah. Could have been the economy. Could have been a lot of things, but it was sort of like, just like a shocking, like, Hey, here's the line. And then here's the change. Um, here, I'm going to actually, I found it. I found it. I did journalism. Uh, (laughs) Okay. Here, okay, generative AI taking white collar jobs. Um, and I'm going to put it in this uh, question here. Uh, here we go. Uh, 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 and you can look at it too. But the the change of employment and earnings from writing and editing jobs on an online freelancing platform after the launch of GPT. So it's affecting like freelance jobs basically, and in like earnings and the number of freelance job postings just tanks like goes from like a you know i guess a zero percent change to a negative three percent change when earnings goes down 12 uh points or something like that whatever that is 12 percent, and then um uh in like five months since gpt so anyway pretty shocking um chart is what i would say so Mm. Wow. So it's changing the workforce. It's augmenting the workforce, especially freelance. You know, it's coming for freelance white collar jobs. I think that was the most surprising thing. I thought it was also going to like, whatever. <laughs> I thought AI was going to like replace, I don't know, um, drywallers first. And now it's like, that's the only secure job. <laughs> so, right. Turns out, go back to drywall. Weaver will always be top job, you know, eventually. Do you know how to? Reroute water from a stream into a more useful location, you're going to be useful forever. (laughs) Yeah. This episode of Shop Talk Show is sponsored by Miro. Find simplicity in your most complex projects with Miro. Your first three Miro boards are free when you sign up today at Miro.com slash podcast that's three free boards at miro.com slash podcast now you got three boards what's a board a board is an online visual workspace it's an infinite canvas that you can kind of do anything you want with but it's really easy to share and it's about working together as a team so let's say you got a meeting coming up and just one example meeting is you need to prioritize some stuff, which I think more teams should do, frankly. Let's say you have 25 things you could do, but you need to prioritize three of them. I'll tell you what, go set up a Miro board, put all 25 of them on there as cards, which is easy to do in Miro, and have a meeting and make sure everybody's looking at it during the meeting. People will be dragging stuff around, commenting on stuff, having ideas, what should go where. It's going to be a great meeting and it's going to come out with three things that you're going to prioritize. It's just a way of keeping people engaged and doing exactly what you need to do in the meeting. That's just one of many things you could do with Miro. Again, sign up today. That's miro.com slash podcast. Oh gosh, what was I thinking of now? I was thinking of the, the, 
the kind of like the worker action, you know, like bringing it back to the show we had about Ethan. Currently, we talk about Ethan a lot. Hey, buddy. Hey, Ethan. Had a good point about the like the immediacy. I remember all the AI drama about firing Sam Altman, and he was back by the end of the weekend, practically. You know, whatever yeah. it was like the unavoidable tech story of all time. And now we're doing the thing where we're talking about it too. But part of the power of what happened and the immediacy was is how quickly the workers mobilized to say what they were willing to do. And what wasn't it in the end? It was something insane. Like 90% of them said, we will happily jump to Microsoft, even though we don't necessarily want to. We will because, you know, he was our captain and you took him from us. And and it worked, right? I'm sure by no small margin, the the employees had the power there. I mean, Mm -hmm. my God, you know, I'm sure Sam's an important guy, but um, do you think he's training these models himself? Because he's not. You know, the 700 people who who work for him. Yeah. Yeah. It's the people in the nuclear submarine behind him or whatever. Uh, uh, But, you know, Ethan's point was kind of like, not that that was a bad job or anything, but like, what did you get for all that mobilization? You got a really rich guy, his high profile job back. You know, you did get, you got nothing for yourselves. You know, it was all this worker mobilization, a strong power move. And you got what you wanted, but it's kind of like, gosh, you almost should mobilize sooner and mobilize for yourselves. Yeah, well, yeah, it was the power of collective action. Just like, no, we are not, like, literally, probably save the company. Just, we are not going to, like, we'll kill yeah, the company incredible. unless you fix it, you know? Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah, it, it is kind of funny. Yeah, it's like, a collective action to get a guy who's who was going to be fine his job back, you know? Right. What's this, you know, I'm sure he's like, this isn't the case, but couldn't you see like his first thing is like, hey, could you actually work this weekend? We got a big deadline <laughs> coming up or something. And you'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you liked us. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe in 2024, I'm going to be like pro-billionaire. Maybe that's the flavor I'm going to add to this pocket. I'm just going to be a total oh. simp for Elon. You know, be that guy on Twitter who's always like that's defending an easy Elon. One. That'd be I actually kind of get it. I'm not one, but I do kind of understand why really rich people are attractive to other people. You yeah, know, like, yeah. I want to be like them so much. Like they're clearly, they've figured out life in a way that I haven't yet can, I can kind of understand standing for that. Yeah. Like, I don't, I think it's ridiculous, but at the same time, at least I understand it. And sometimes in ways where I don't understand life, I'm like, why is person behave like that? Why mad? You know, like a way <laughs> I generally don't understand. At least I get that one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, I always just think it's funny. It's like, he, I, I mean, I'm sure he appreciates like that you're really, vehemently defending him in comments, but he does not care. He does not read these. He has a check mark. He doesn't, you know, he's not <laughs> reading these. So anyway, sorry, but maybe, maybe you just believe he'll show up and give you the money. And that's what's, that's the power is maybe one day he'll give me the money. So yeah, maybe I had a weird dream once where he was in it. And I like in the version of me in the dream was like sympathetic towards him because I was I was like getting FaceTime with him or something. Oh, and I was, yeah. And I found myself being like, oh, yeah, he actually is a smart guy, you know, and I, was, and I woke up like, oh, my God, who am I? You know, <laughs> Jeez. <clears throat> um, did, I, did I ever tell you about my uh, dream where I, uh, <laughs> I I had to go to a party where Secretary of the Treasury Steve Mnuchin was there. <laughs> Trump's Secretary of Treasury, who I just, I'm not a fan, to be honest. He has actually produced a lot of cartoons. Like, that's his, where he made his money, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. so, like, if you, like, look at his IMDb, it's actually pretty impressive. But I just was like, yeah, I remember in the dream, I was like, who's going to be there? And, and my Jesse was like, Steve. And I was like, oh, God. Not Steve. <laughs> like I just and I just like, you know, went to this party and was like, hey Steve, how's it going? You know, had to like had to like be cool, but like right. but right, I'm like, like Steve Mnuchin and I just was like, Oh god, this is the worst. <laughs> this is guy's the worst. <laughs> but I happen to be cool about it, you know. Anyway. Yeah, because you're a grown up. 
Yeah, yeah. Boy, my email just pinged. Arc on Windows. Arc on Windows made it 2020. Holy uh, cow. Arc. Hey, speaking of 2023, is Arc the year of Arc? Arc the uh, year of it's Arc? It's only a year old, about. Oh, I think it's so good. Seriously, I'm I, having a good time with it. I saw your feature. Well, you were featured in the ARC uh, promo video. That was pretty cool. But then you just got on their little bloggeroo, their little newsletter thing. Yeah. I got to, it was, see, this is why I hate this, but it's true. I got a DM from Josh Miller, uh, who's the something C suite guy at, at the browser company of New York, mm, which yes. I still make fun of to this day. It's, it's got just a, it's uh, long it makes, cigarette, isn't it? It's just got a, yeah, very, yeah just, <laughs> it's like set in Trajan too or something. It looks like so like chiseled into stone and you're it's like, good. come on, get it's out of very here. Very good. Very good. Very too good. bad I now like them and I like yeah. Josh and I think they do a great job. You, you know, it's all these little things that I noticed that I'm like, oh man, I do love that feature. Like you, I don't know, you click a, you get one email from a company that says verify this email and you click it in an arc it just opens in this little window and you're like okay it's verified and then you whisk it away mm-hmm. like that that like behavior it didn't need to have equal weight as a tab of every other tab i have open mm-hmm. that like little arc concept turns out that's a great idea good job yeah you know in those little arcs it's weird it takes a while to get used to but they're mutable like tabs basically it's, it's like the tabs in the big arc are are immutable. They stay there until you get rid of them. But the right. the like mini arcs are just like, oh, it's the last thing you clicked on from some app, you know, and it's cool. It's just like, right. yeah, I didn't need that, like, whatever, that T-shirt I was looking at. I don't need that forever. I just get rid of it. So, right. so you have to promote it into the big arc. And I think that's a cool way to think about it. I remember when they launched and they said, I think there was somebody from Chrome who started it and maybe is still there or at least worked on it heavily who said, listen, I worked there. I know what they're willing to do and not do. And so much of what they're willing to do and not do is based on how does it funnel you towards search. This browser exists because Google needs you to use its stuff. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of stuff baked into the Chromium project that's just for Google. And it, they're never going to make a feature that's like, hmm, how can we make you use search less? You know, how can we get you back to somewhere you were trying to go without having to land on a SERP? Right. And they're like, well, then it's immediately killed at Google. Like, nope, that, we want well, you to... Yeah, it's less useful. Right? search. Yeah. Right. And I get that from Google's perspective, even. Like, mm-hmm. they invested an absolute metric crap ton of money into this project and still do every day. They have all the right in the world to do that. Mm-hmm. So I, I almost don't mind it, like even weirdly. But then if another browser can come along and say, hey, we don't have those same restrictions. We can think only of user experience. Now we'll see how, if forever it lasts, because no, to this day, we still don't really know what they're going to do with money. Right, right. They alluded to it this year with some AI features that then they might charge for. I think on, I love that they did it because that's the most admirable thing about Arc is they ship just constantly. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, I think the AI features are a little just they're a miss for me, but at least they tried it, you know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they, and then they they take this idea that they can do anything that they want, and they really capitalize on it. They do all kinds of weird stuff, and I love it. No, it's it's pretty impressive. It's just like you know, I. Uh, it's their max feature. Uh, you know, you can ask a question on page, which I kind of, I have enabled, but I don't like it because it actually ruins command F, you know, uh, five oh, second yeah, previews. Totally. I hate it. I had to get rid of it. Uh, it wasn't useful for me. I'd rather just go preview it myself for five seconds. Um, Tidy tab titles, it it worked okay. It wasn't my favorite. Tidy downloads I have enabled. That's like it renames your title. It can be confusing to the titles because I actually have to care about titles sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why is it different than what's in the HTML? I don't like that. Downloads was abhorrent to me how poorly it made the names of the files. I I kept it open, but I I could see why you don't want it. And then GPT in the command bar. I just don't know. Maybe I think they actually improved that. So I'd maybe turn it on again, but I just don't, I don't use GPT. Interesting. I I think it helps with GPT. 
I don't use that either. But if you do, for a while, I had a, and I, st- I think I still have it. One of my little spaces in Arc is just the AI space. So I, I have Bard there and ChatGPT there, and thing, mm-hmm. you know, things where the URL is like a ready to use, type in a prompt and go thing. And like Arc already is helping me with that. It doesn't need to be in the command bar. No, and what it should do, I think, is like then show me the answer there too. Don't just mm. like whisk me to their website with my prompt prefilled. That yeah, feels very lazy. I don't know. I feel like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at them, but I'm not really like they were trying stuff. Whatever, keep trying stuff. Keep make it get even weirder. Shake it up. Shake it up. Yeah. No, I mean I'm think you know I don't have the time to whatever put AI in my browser. So it's cool to see them do it. And they don't. They're not concerned with like messing with the browser internals. It's mm-hmm. just Chrome underneath it. Like, don't don't mess with my dev tools. Don't try to add APIs. Don't do any of that. It says UX only. No, it's it's pretty cool. It, it's so far I've enjoyed it. So I like that they what they've done with the place. So and it's <laughs> yeah. it's great. It's on Windows too because I'm, uh, you know, not too you know I'm a big fan of Edge. Loved Edge historically, but man, it, it's gone a weird direction. You know, it, it's um. Like there's like being inside of it. And then they tried to put office on the sidebar too, you know, and it's just like, ah, oh, man, I can barely use it when I use it. Cause it's, there's all this stuff just jumping at me. MSN, when I hit a new tab, you know, and it's just like, it's like, I've got all of Microsoft in this browser now, you know, and it's, it's a little overwhelming. So, you know, when I pop open arc, it's almost empty, you know, it's like just the stuff I put in there. So <laughs> So that's kind of cool. So yeah. So back to AI though. Like, are are you like, are other than like Copilot? Do you use AI every day? Like you said, you had like a Bard tab and stuff like that. Like, mm. like I know people are using it for like their search stuff. I, I don't understand that, but I don't know that I'm a heavy. I'd say I'm a light user. Yeah, but I do like the idea that it's like a it's like an answer when you need one where I absolutely don't trust Google to give that to me anymore. Like I had a, I wanted a, like a, a, like an answer of taxonomy. Like here, here was a very real question from yesterday. I was like, okay, we have these processors at CodePen that do, that do things that aren't like really part of the, what you might think of as the build process. There are things like linters, analyzers, which are mm-hmm. different, interestingly. You know, linters are opinionated where analyzers tell you problems. Uh, and then there's, formatters, you know, and mm-hmm. and optimizers and stuff that are like they don't, you know, they're they're you know, they run as tools but they're not like TypeScript that's like just Minify a build thing. or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and I was like I explained and I wanted to be like how is there some way I can like refer to all of those as a group? Mm-hmm. And I asked and it had, you know, not a great answer, but like who else would I ask? Twitter, yeah, yeah. you know, like I can't ask that's not a question I can ask anything. Mm-hmm. So it's like that there's start to be this like category of question that that's the perfect thing to ask. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's part of my life a little bit. I'm also using one called Codium, like code, like C-O-D-E-I-U-M.com. Um, I installed it as a browser extension after they reached out at 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 CodePen looking for integration, which um, you, in a way you don't need if if you're just one person and you want it because you can install the browser extension and then you just get it. Uh, and sure, it yeah. does autocomplete, you know, whereas like GitHub Copilot, it just it works in VS Code and that's it. Mm-hmm. Codium works wherever. It works in a whole bunch of stuff. I could see that being useful, yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's what makes it cool to me is not it's not these i'll say my initial reaction was like oh like a, a you're not microsoft <laughs> you know you're a little startup can your code completions possibly be as good because I, I had i i've done this before i've used somebody else's autocomplete tool and i found it a little lackluster mm-hmm. codium i find better i'm not blowing smoke and they're not a sponsor even though please you know we're always taking money i think it's better than copilot there you go it has some really, it's really good. Here's one, there's just one thing, and I'm sure Copilot will like do it tomorrow and then they're screwed in a way. But it does, it does the like gray ghost stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't have to be at the end. 
And once you lock that into your mind, I feel like it's really distracting when you're using Copilot now. It will only add code at the end of a line only. Okay. Whereas Codium, if it if it strongly detects that you're in the middle of a line and could use a little help, it will it will put stuff in the middle too. Like you're writing the parameters for a function that's already scaffolded out and your cursor's in between two parentheses. It'll be like, oh, I know which parameters you're trying to put in here and suggest them. Copilot will not. Mm, mm, interesting. And it's, it's good. It's a nice feature. And it's like light touch. Like there's times where if, if it doesn't, you're like in a weird place, it just will not suggest anything. And I kind of like that, you know, like, don't tell me if you're not like really sure you have a potentially good answer. Yeah. I feel like GitHub Copilot doesn't, is not chill in that way. Like it will, it will suggest something wherever you are, you know? Yeah. Copilot. Well, I, Copilot one day, I hope learns how to close brackets and parentheses. And if it could figure that out, it would change my life. Console.log. It's like you meant three closing parentheses, right? You're like, no. How about zero? Is that how many you meant? <laughs> you typed one parenthesis, so I I added five. I thought that was <laughs> good. Is that not good? Seven layers of indentation and five of those? That's not what you want? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it make you feel now that we're reflecting on the year? I'm like, we just got this. Yeah. And it's already so good. Like another year from now, another five years from now, can you imagine a world this isn't a huge part of our lives? I mean... Uh, it, it's almost so fast and so powerful that all these questions you're bringing up about the, you know, the implication that it has on jobs and the ethics of it. Like, where'd you mm-hmm. get this data? I guarantee, just out of my own pride, that I have trained these models 0.000001% or something. Yeah, like, yeah. I did that. that. You're welcome. Thanks for not asking, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Thanks for stealing this and I guess making my job better. I don't know. But, yeah. And now um, I pay you. Is that how I that pay, works? You paid yeah, me. I pay you to steal my stuff. This What? Um, it's not like you didn't do work. You just didn't ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's the uh, twist about it. Uh, that, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm hopeful I don't know. What what I think my hope is that we get better verbiage and terminology for AI. Um, you know, I know the AI groups have all their, their like, internal jargon, but I mean, like, consumer-facing. Because I don't believe, like, everything I type goes in and starts training Grammarly's AI. Like, every if I have, like, a file that or whatever, mark down that Grammarly's reading. I don't think Grammarly's like, I'm going to take this, I'm stealing this, and I'm going to go train my guy, you know? I don't think that's happening. I think they have a model that was pre-built, and they're just running my thing through it. They're filtering through it, you know? Hmm. Now, you can do fine-tuning and be like, yeah, use this set of data to then inform your, like, what you output, but I, that doesn't train the big model. Like, like Sam Altman doesn't get my markdown file. I, I don't think. And so I wish there was like this, like verbiage around like what is happening to that data that goes through the, you know, the big thing stink up this week was, was, uh, Dropbox has a new AI feature, you know, um, and oh my God, like, does it, what could it possibly do? People are like, yeah, I don't know. I, for a background sync utility, I really don't know what's going on, but, um, uh, but the, uh, but the, the, like, you know, everyone's mad cause they're like, oh, it'll train, uh, you know, on send the stuff your, I keep in Dropbox, your private yeah. stuff to, to the thing. And, but I'm just like, I don't know if it's training or if I, it's just fine tuning or what, you know, like there needs to be like very clear delineation about around what's happening to your data that goes through this AI, you know? Um, right. So I can be mad about the right thing or chill out my madness if it's not that big of a deal. You know, let me be mad about the right thing. That's what I, I mean. It's, it reminds me of like analytics madness and GDPR or not GDPR. What am I thinking of? Maybe that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Is it the like privacy one? Yep. I was thinking, is that, I was like, is that the one that's the revenue of a country? No, that's, G- that's GDP. P. Yes. GDP. <laughs> God dang it. Woo. Um, <laughs> You don't really need to ask or warn people if if what happens on a page is like it's a PHP page and it goes to a MySQL database and increments an integer by one. 
You know, we weren't mad about our privacy when we were, had a page counter for page view analytics. Right. That's still true. If, if I record some analytics absolutely anonymously that basically just says person viewed this page and pass nothing at all to that analytics company, that's like okay. Should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like but the a, problem is you, you people are generally mad about it because it's like usually people that's usually it's actually not okay. They send your IP address too. And you know, and now all of a sudden it's and like that's stored mm, in a cookie. Yeah. And then that's yeah, now that's yeah. And then they're like, Well, we we geocoded you anyway because we do that. And so we pass that along too. Or or it can be much worse, Dave. It can be like you're logged in. So we sent Dave Rupert as a string. Over. Yeah. Happy birthday, Dave Rupert. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like so, and that nuance really matters. It ranges from all the way fine to all the way very not fine. Like this, the whole spectrum. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, man. How do you? Uh, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I, I, that's it. I was like, I want tools. My hope for 2024 is we get tools to be mad about the right thing. And, and, I do not want Google telling, <laughs> creating the tool. Uh, I and you know I I want like uh, whatever, and I don't want just the alarmist doomerist creating the tool. You know, I I need somebody in the middle ground who is like, yeah, this is the verbiage and the tool or the. Uh, Here's what's happening to everything that gets yeah. collected, you know? I thought it was funny thinking the other day about how I think I think Zach had a Leatherman had a had a post showcasing how awful YouTube embeds are. Right. You know, they're they're one point two megabytes at a minimum or something. Just one of them. You yeah. know, and you're like, mm, that's above, you know, the recommended page weight for a website. Right. Let alone an embed. But forever everybody's known that forever. Like, of course they're heavy or whatever. Because, because why, Dave? I don't know why. Because they're trying to do too much. It's just JavaScript bloat, but also analytics and stuff. They want to know what's going on with these embeds. Also, yeah. some of that stuff I'm a little sympathetic towards. Again, they host the entire world's video archive for free. Pretty nice of them, I'd say. Like, you should get something out of that. But whether that's privacy abrasive that's not cool you know so it's always this mm -hmm. it's always the spectrum of stuff you know who fixed it you know like who, who has like the best web component for fixing that problem paul irish at google light youtube yeah yeah who works there your boy did it you know it's just it goes to show it's hard to use just like the whole company and and, and spread it with the same brush mm -hmm. you know like there's you know i'm sure there's dissenters and so not that paul's a dissenter but he's just like i care about performance and this is a clear win so whatever stop me like paul's light youtube has six kilobytes of javascript and it event if you click on it it'll load the full 1.2 megger you know um it will it just does it to it by default right yeah the, but the Zach, according to Zach Leatherman, the YouTube one has 971 kilobytes of JavaScript. So it's a, it's a lot of extra going in there. But then it has like a 28 kilobytes of fonts, three three web fonts, um, 48 kilobytes of CSS, which seems a lot for a video. But you know, it does have pop-ups and stuff inside of it. But it's true. It's like what's what's practical, what's maintainable. What's, what's on brand? Why is it so much? What's why happening? It, but why is it so much? Why? Yeah. Why are you so much? The oh. answer to that is just you'll you'll never know. Like it's so big. Well, and at their scale too, are they not incentivized to keep it down as low as possible? And so, if it's that's as low as possible, I think they are. I think that is an incentive. Yeah. Right. Then they are doing so much because that's like a mega code. That's like I, I. I think they can be incentivized, but that doesn't immediately mean that it's maximized as low as it possibly can be. In fact, I'm yeah. very sure that it's not. You know, right? Like they 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 are still incentivized that direction, but other things beat it. Yeah, well, and like some boss saying, like, how many people in South Africa watched today? You better as hell be able to answer that if you work at Google. You know, that, I mean, that's just one yeah. tiny example. That's probably the easiest thing in the world. I'm sure the questions are much tougher than that. How do how do you move uh, Mount Fuji? That's the question. And that how to work at Google? Those things. Those. Stumpers. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah.
Yeah. But I mean, like you work for this guy and who knows what kind of questions are coming your way on any given Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, hard stop. Are you okay? You got to get going? Uh, Two minutes. Okay. How fast? Well, I just know. I just was going to wrap up if we need to, but um, no, I don't know. it's been an interesting year. Any big thoughts for twenty going into twenty twenty four? You, uh, I I do hope for a for a better year. I think we're in for a little uh, tumultuous ride in the U.S. with elections coming right, and and yeah. like that's not going to feel good for anybody. Probably, it's certainly not a. <laughs> nothing's be like I'm so excited for that time to watch American democracy oh, my thrive favorite, my favorite is this 22 month run up to the election yeah I love it oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no that is yeah that's a source of anxiety that's okay I don't mean to, to dwell on something negative but I mean I I do hope for a better year I don't at least I don't know in the Chris Coyer book, you know, we don't share every details of our lives. It's not like mine was that bad or anything, but like in comparison to the last decade or so, not my best year. Not the best Didn't one. Didn't love yeah. it. Yeah, Didn't yeah. Didn't love it. Look, this is my turn to have a bad year. Worse than the, I mean, that feels weird to say, but like COVID sucked too. So I'm not trying to like <laughs> say that. But like yeah, some, yeah. for some people, you know, some things went okay. You know, you your business did, we like our business didn't didn't fail or go gangbusters during COVID, which kind of felt like a source of stability. And that was like kind of a good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During COVID to not like lose everything. No. And not that that's a threat, but this year it's just like, man, that's just a lot of stress and blah, blah, blah. You know, not my favorite year. Want a better year. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think uh, for me, I, that like whole, you know, there's, there's tech, tech stress, right? Just the job market I saw the other day. Etsy had to let a bunch of people go. Like it's just been, you know, I, I think hopefully that stuff thaws out. That's my hope there. You hope people, they overfired and then we can roll back a little bit, get some more people working. Yeah, I, I want people to have jobs, you know. I, I think there's qualified people. I think there's smart people. I think it's just, it just, it, it was like, let's just introduce extra anxiety into the situation. You know, that's what it felt like, you know. It's like, yeah. hey everybody, let's get anxious. So, I don't know. I think it's I think when there's, you know, I've heard this from somebody, I'm stealing this anecdote. Like when there's smart people who want to work and can't, it's like a very bad place for a society to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, that's where like real gnarly angst comes from. Yeah, I believe that. I wish this country do not need. No, we don't need more of that. That's for sure. So, yeah, I think uh yeah, I think it's just, you know, it'd be cool if that resolves or thaws like the I think of it as like an icing. I hope that thaws up. Um I mm-hmm. think if there was a uh you know, I don't know. I hope people come up with cool stuff i really want my big hope is like a new website to waste my time you know i'm kind of like <laughs> going to freaking twitter or mastodon or whatever and just looking at the same dumb posts i'm tired of that i want something more entertaining in my life so if somebody finds it let me know that'd be but that's a great wish you know i'm sick of the same old social media crap yeah posting our little farts on the internet i'm done i'm tired of that what what's new what comes next so i'm ready to find out so wow yeah i don't know it's gonna be great though all right man well i'm sure i'll talk to you personally but for our podcast listeners this is it for the year we'll see you in january happy holidays have a good one happy new year bye yeah we're so grateful for you bye 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 Chop, doc, Joe, doc, Christmas.